Hello and welcome to another edition of the SGR Coffee Break, where I am clearly out of it today. So out of it. I spent an hour. Sorry? <laughs> spent, I spent like an hour, maybe an hour and a half this morning trying to record the Dark Souls 3 guide review. Oh. I've scrapped every single one of them. I don't know Even if it's this just, last one? I, I, yeah. Well, no, it's, oh, still, it's, it's still sitting on my desktop, but like, I, I've been so mumbly and rambly through them. I don't know if it's just because it's so close to my heart and it hurts. It's like a, it's like writing a breakup letter. Just it's so hard. But this is not a breakup text. Uh, breakup phone call. <laughs> you know, I've never broken up via text. Well, no, that was before my time. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that it was. Yeah, funny. I I didn't get a cell phone until I was in college. Uh, grad school. Uh, I remember a friend of mine, who is a, l a little not much younger than me, about a couple years younger than me, and she was date. She was still in the dating realm. Oh, about maybe six years ago, and she was telling me she's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna break up with this guy. I think I'm gonna break him up, but break up with him over text." I'm like, "No." He's like, well, that's how he likes to talk to me, so it just seems like the best way. I was like, no. No, you cross her souls in their face. But that's how she did it, and then she was shocked that he wasn't, she's like, he was kind of rude back. I'm like, well. If you're going to rip someone's heart out all Indiana Jones style, you got to do it in person, man. You got to pull through. It's like, I never watched uh, Sex in the City, but my sister did, and I was home once, and there was an episode where Samantha, I don't know, Samantha, uh, Carrie, what's her name? Sarah Jessica Parker's character was broken up over with a post-it note. Like he left a post-it note on her kitchen island when mm. he left the next morning. Well, that's a, that's a great way to break up right there. Yes. <clears throat> so I told her, I was like, you just broke up with him with a post-it note, but it was worse. can't watch them cry if you don't do it Another, in person. You well, can't right. look, their, you can't look like, their well, tears and sadness when they're... <laughs> when well, they're and I think that's what I was told. It's like, yeah, but it's just so much easier. I'm like, it's easier for you. It's not supposed <laughs> to be easy. Breaking up is not supposed to be easy. If you're going to crush their heart, you need to be there and explain to them exactly why, because they're going to have questions. And this is my life lesson for today. <laughs> if you're going to break up with someone, do it in person or at least over the phone the very least, like actually pick up the phone, dial it. I know we don't use phones for that anymore, but you know, call them and tell them this. Don't text, don't tweet, don't tweet, oh my God. <laughs> don't send a phrase, Facebook private message, don't Snapchat, I mean, just, you know, Instagram, whatever the cool kids things that are going on now, don't periscope it, that'd be the worst, we're periscoping our breakup. Oh, I'd yeah, do it. Just a... I'd totally do it. I'd periscope me licking the tears off their face as they whine and cry. Me just laughing. Yeah. You know, you're you're not Vlad the Heartless, you know. You are Cartman. <laughs> did you yeah. see that? Oh, your tears taste so good, Kyle. <laughs> oh, your tears taste so good. No, did you see that uh, episode where uh, he's in the middle of a prank war with his older kid? And he actually kills the kid's parents and grinds them up into chili and is feeding the kid chili and he tells them that's his parents. And so, like, they're all just staring Cartman like, you've really gone over the line. And he's there crying. He goes, oh, how do the tears taste? <laughs> yeah. Oh, brother. So, now that we've got your public service announcements out of the way for the day, remember, if you're going to break up, Periscope it. No, don't periscope it. <sighs> but we are going to talk about something gaming related. I think. Maybe, sort of. I guess. You're going to talk about it more than I. Well, I mean, you know, is virtual reality totally gaming related? I mean, because Facebook bought it, so. Eh, I don't know. I, I can see some really good uses for it in a business standpoint, but. I, I just. So, yes, we're going, to, we're going to talk virtual reality. Well, so if you're like doing, uh, if you're in architecture, you can design the house, actually do the walkthrough, 
interior designers could actually let people walk around, see Okay. It. See, I'm thinking like, you know, business, like people in suits and meetings and... Oh, yeah. Excel would be awesome in virtual reality. I could... <laughs> you just grab the number and just move it around. You just bang on a cell. Oh, it'd be great, man. <laughs> MS Word, you can just do this number to it all the time and just let it know how you really feel. You can do that now. Yes, but in virtual reality, you do this and it blows up. Can you imagine Mr. Mr. Paperclip in virtual reality? <laughs> Clippy. <laughs> I think I think that you're trying to create a letter. Can I help you? <laughs> no. Punch that fucker. Punch <laughs> Clippy. Punch him. Oh, Clippy, we miss you. He hasn't been around. No, we don't. Oh, I do. He was great, no. man. He was like a great little friend. No. Just because you're heartless. But. We're not here to talk about the business applications. You kept trying to make me make numbered lists when I didn't want to make a goddamn numbered list. You have some, you have some, uh, Carrie, do you need to step into the uh, <laughs> confessional here and let out some of this rage about Clippy the... <laughs> I don't want to make numbered lists. Never. I just don't. Well, there you have it. Carrie hates Clippy. Confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but... I haven't experienced virtual reality because even when my brother was like, hey, I got one of those HD, the Samsung, I don't, the phone one. He's like, you want to try it? I was like, no. Oh, the, oh, the, uh, was it the Galaxy Gear? Yeah, yeah, the Gear VR. He's like, I got one of those. You want to check it out? I was like, eh, not really. <laughs> Which really pissed him off. And then uh, when the Oculus was announced, you know, actually has a thing that you could buy, we were playing Destiny and he's like, so... Do you still hate VR? And I was like, I don't have any interest in it. And he goes, well, fine. You can't test out my Oculus. And I was like, okay. Way to, way to just stick it to me. But, <laughs> Carrie, you've actually experienced VR now. Yes. And you think it's I the, have. You think it's the best thing since sliced bread, according to your article. No, I don't think it's the best thing since sliced oh, bread. That's, that's what I got. I got that. It was like <laughs> the best shit ever. That you were a total convert. You're going to build a new gaming rig to support the oculus now no oh. no i was never going to build us a, a new gaming rig even if i did think the oculus was or or the vive was the best thing ever just because i just don't have that kind of money or or desire because i would have to get a whole new computer it's really funny because the um so the game that i saw was at pax east is this game called faded the silent oath it's from this small indie company uh freema studios very very ni nice guys and they said that one thing they were really nervous about was that, you know, they're very excited about their product, and they should be, but that the adoption, because of how expensive it is to, to convert over to VR, and they said, like, they totally understood, and, you know, so they even sent me a code. They're like, hey, do you have an Oculus or uh, a Vive? We'll be happy to give you a review code. I'm like, dude, no, I, I don't even have a computer that can run it. And they're like, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting that a lot like a lot of reviewers like I think that some of the bigger outlets like they will have c uh, computers at their at the office that that will be able to run it so they'll have like you know their VR specialists but as for like you know most of us that freelance from home most we have to supply our own stuff we're just not going to have access to that uh, I wish I had wish I had that, that kind of money um, the closest I would get would be PlayStation VR, just because of the the price. And I already have a PlayStation console; I don't have to upgrade that. Yeah. Um, but so, um, so the what I used was the Oculus Rift, and basically my motivation for trying this out was because I've never been a big fan of VR. It's because I don't see what the big deal is. I grew up in the time of the Virtual Boy, and I saw how much that failed, and. Um, Come on, you've never had that aspiration of living lawnmower man? No. That's I, that was like the best thing ever for me. I was like, I wanted VR at that point. No, I think I, I think most people did, but it, that, that just never really grabbed me. Um, no, I've just never really cared to be that immersed because I find I'd rather be immersed in a game emotionally instead of like totally like within it because I just because I don't like shutting myself out of everything and that's really what VR does because uh, like as soon as they put the headset on I kind of got a little little claustrophobic because I realized I couldn't see anything around me uh, and of course I can like 
don't take pictures of me because Michelle looks so stupid doing this. Um, and I know most people, they're like, well, you shouldn't worry about what you look like. It's, it's about the experience. And, and it really is about, about the experience, um, which I was not prepared for. Um, I was really blown away when it, when it started uh, about, and it was just like the menu screens. It's like how, like, because it was really far out. It was like this open chasm of stars. And unfortunately, it was at that time that I realized I was in this open chasm of stars, and I looked down because you know it's that was the cool thing to me was that when you look around, how everything you know is not 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 that it moves with you, but you see different pieces of of the, the of the artwork. So you look up and you'll see you know higher up and you know kind of the same thing. It's like when you when you move the analog stick around. But as I looked down and I realized there was nothing beneath me and instantly the vertigo kicked in and I felt myself lean forward and I had to like stop myself and lean, force myself to, to lean back, which um, I, I, I do have vertigo. Uh, it's, most some people are like, well, can't you get over that? I'm like, no, it's an actual, it's a physical condition to do with the fluid in your inner ear. And it's something that when it triggers, my body can't decipher depth up and down. And so the body's natural response is to pitch forward, which is why if you hear all the stories with people who suddenly fling themselves off of the Grand Canyon, that is why. It's because they have vertigo and they lose sense, and that's just the body's natural response. I have flung myself off of a dock once. So my mom was like, why did you do that? I'm like, because it sounded fun, Mom. I mean, no, it's just... <laughs> Like, I could feel it happening, and I couldn't stop myself. It's, it's the same thing. So I immediately had to lean myself back. I was like, me, just so far back. And the guy, he was like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. And so had me look forward. And it was a, uh, like, I was in a caravan. So they actually gave me reins. <laughs> like, they did a, a special controller for this with reins, which it won't be that way. It'll, it'll just be an Xbox 360 controller. Uh, because who knows when the Oculus Touch will be out. You know, uh, but I'm sure the Vive actually used the little hand touch controls, which I hear are just amazing. So they actually had me use reins, and it was what really blew me away. Was that it really looked like you know I'm there driving this horse, and I look down and I don't see my feet. I see somebody else's feet, and I see that I'm sitting in this wagon, and if I hear people talking. I'm like, where are they? And I turn to look. And they're right there beside me, just talking to me. So I, in order to you know, really see them and hear them, I have to physically turn and look at them. And um, so there's a lot of that that was so so neat. And so I'm like, okay, this is nice. We're just in this little wagon, kind of going along. It's all good. And then a giant comes and starts attacking the side of the mountain that we're on. So now all the horses are spooked, and so it's running. And even though you're not physically moving, the sensation that I got from the horse jumping forward with the wagon was I really felt like I was on a roller coaster. Like I felt my stomach, you know, kind of leave me behind. I immediately tensed up and was grabbing the reins and was really trying to pull. Every time my horse almost hit a rock, I panicked. My horse almost creamed off the edge and I broke out into a sweat. Like I really thought it was going to go over the edge. Like it really, like I was honestly terrified. Uh, and when it was over and they took it off and they're like, are you okay? Like you're shaking. And, and I said, um, I was not prepared for that. I have vertigo. And they're like, oh God, come over here, sit down, like here, uh, drink some water. Here's some ginger candy. It'll, it actually will, will help with any motion sickness or lightheaded feelings. And, and they're like, was this your first time doing VR? I said, yes. And they're like, oh no, no, this should not have been <laughs> your first experience. Like this is like one of the more, you know, intense experiences and I'm really glad that I had that experience because VR is amazing and I totally understand now why they most of the stuff seems to be tech demos which if you don't look at it through the VR perspective it's like what the hell is this who cares this but it's when you're in it it's so different so I can now understand you know Crytek's first game is going to be the climb and you watch screens of that and you're like Woohoo! But I can't imagine being part of it and actually, you know, because it would actually feel like you are climbing a mountain because the experience is that real. And I could not separate myself from that type of experience, which I know that that is what they want. 
but as such, because of my I realize how that it does trigger my vertigo, I will not be getting any any VR. Yeah. Yep. I know. Wow. <clears throat> and I don't know if that's something that we we've always talked about like the eye problems, what that mm -hmm. what those screens would have to do. I don't we never actually uh addressed the fact that there's probably gonna trigger some sort of like you it triggered the vertigo. Yeah, I mean I never once thought about it possibly triggering vertigo until I saw my horse go over the ledge. Or I look down and I realize there's nothing underneath me. And even though I know I am sitting in a chair and I'm not going to go anywhere, but there's just, there's that disconnect between the eye, the inner ear, which is where your balance is, and the brain, and it just it causes severe anxiety. Which, which is yes, I am afraid of heights, but I'm afraid of heights because that disconnect happens. It's not that. Oh, you can just get over the fear of heights. Like, I think I was, like, explaining to Sean because he didn't really understand what vertigo was. And I was telling him that when I went to Japan several years ago, uh, we went up to the top of a uh, Tokyo Tower. Mm -hmm. And in the very top there, they have a piece cut out in the middle of the floor and covered with glass so you can see straight down. Aaron and I could go nowhere near that. Like, we just come in and we're both like, oh, oh. and Because she has vertigo, too. So we're both, like, just grabbing on each other and backing away and... Kids are trying to push other kids to get on top of it, and they won't, even though it's safe. But it's still—it's just—it triggers that disconnect. And there's a there's yeah. a glass bridge in what China, Japan, somewhere in there that people you can walk across. There's one now on the Grand Canyon, and someone's like, "We could go across that." I was like, "You gotta—you don't understand. I will be on my belly, inching across it the whole time." Oh, there's pictures of like full-grown men just crawling across it on that bridge. I was just like, okay, that looks like fun. <clears throat> no, I just won't do it. That's just so, there, so there will never be a video of Carrie with a GoPro scaling some weird building. No. Uh, so your first experience, because I was, I was actually, I was surprised because I didn't know that you were testing this out at PAX. And you're, the first thing I saw was uh, you were a believer in mm -hmm. VR, and then I thought I you, am a believer. I thought you got to try the the PlayStation VR, and then you said mm -hmm. Oculus, and I was like, "Holy shit, what the hell is she doing?" But you did write up an article for Action Trip, which you can find it over there. Gives a lot more details, but getting sick, yeah. I didn't get, and I didn't get sick. Like I never felt nauseated or nauseous. I forget which is the proper term. I never felt, I never got sick to my stomach. It just. It really made me feel like I was about to fall or I was actually going to go over the edge. Just the, the experience is that intense, which, you know, I will have that in platformers as it is. It's one reason why I get so tense. I can't imagine doing a platformer in VR. I would just wig out if I, if oh. I fell. Because it's one thing to watch Mario fall and be like, God dang it, I don't want to go through that again, that intensity again. Actually have yourself. Oh, could you imagine yeah. Assassin's Creed doing the leap of faith into the hay bale? No. Oh, that'd be awesome. You you land, you just watch all this hay go flying everywhere. Oh, I'll stab a bitch in the back too, man. Oh, that'd be so much fun. I could actually see that. That'd actually be a good time. <laughs> see, now you're interested. Now I'm interested. Now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, man, I could stab people in the back and just keep walking. Uh, yeah, I'm still, I'm pretty much just going to sit around and wait for uh, the second generation of stuff to come out because we all know the first generation is always big, bulky, and nowhere near as good as at least the second iteration is. So, well, that and they don't, and the tech is so much more expensive the first time around, and then they, you know, and then they figure out how to <clears throat> make the tech cheaper, easier, yeah. more available. Like, go research how much the very first plasma flat screen TVs cost. Yeah. That's why I, I still think that this the oculus is claiming that you need to have at least a 970 you know a high-end card and a high-end system to me that still seems like it's just poor optimization still at this point because it's still new right like right it's, it's new tech so they're they still got to work all that out and figure out how to you know get their computations down and more streamlined and we'll see that i'm sure when we get oculus rift 2 and the vive 2 and not that we're saying that that's going to be a thing, but obviously it's going to because it's just the way that tech goes. So, yeah, have you heard of the uh, kerfluffle with uh, the Oculus Rift pre-orders? 
I heard that uh, Rift is actually going to be in stores before people actually get their pre-orders. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's going to be in Best Buy on May 7th. And the pre-orders have not shipped yet. Uh, is it? Wasn't, wasn't Oculus a Kickstarter thing, too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, look at that. <laughs> the Kickstarter curse continues. Which, this is like, isn't this is the exact same thing that happened with Oya. Yeah. <clears throat> but People didn't get their pre-orders, backers didn't get theirs. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, tanked. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that was such a bad thing anyway. But I have a feeling that uh, the Vive is going to be more successful. It's just a feeling I have. Now... So you got to, you didn't have to like move around with the the Oculus, right? You basically stayed stationary. Mm-hmm. Can you do you know if you can do that with the Vive too? I know the Vive has the cameras that you set up so you can walk around, and to me that just doesn't seem like a, a lot of fun because you're walking around. You have to be tethered to the headset, and mm-hmm. then you're walking around a room. Because I've seen that. Because I think it was PC Gamer that talked about how they had to set up their cameras. But I was wondering if you could actually just not set up the cameras and just enjoy the experience sitting down. I have a feeling it probably depends on the game. Because, like, you know, the part that I was in with Faded was we're sitting in a wagon, you know, driving horses. I don't know what any other part of it is. Um, I think, uh, so I did, before I did this, I went to a video game composers panel where Gareth Coker, who is the wonderful composer behind Ori and the Blind Forest, where he said he was a VR skeptic until he went to Insomniac and they had him try on the VR, and he was like, oh my gosh, I was a believer. And he said it was um, Oculus Rift, and they were standing there, and he was like putting a fireball in his hand and actually had to physically throw it. So, uh, like I said, I think it has, I think it has to do with, with the game. Hmm. Yeah, that's going to be a big dividing force then, too. I, there's just so many unknowns. I mean, having to move around, so then you got to set up a space. I mean, that's connect level right there, but... You know, right. And then, but then at the same point, I also think that having a controller in your hand might be a disconnect. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I really don't know. I did. Uh, and there's only, I, I, I don't know. I think it's going to depend on, on how it's used, which is one reason why I think maybe the Vive might have the edge because they already have their touch controllers out. And that's where it really comes from, from having it. Now, Gareth Coker said they already had the Oculus touch. Because, well, it was developer kit, so they already had it. But, you know, I think that's where the immersion's going to come in. Um, now, if I had a controller and this this horse thing, that might have been because, you know, I actually did have the reins, and I'm you know, pulling them, and I'm actually adjusting how the horse goes and trying to get it to stop and slow down and, and all that. But um, I don't know, because I think more of the experience is what you're seeing and how what you're seeing makes you feel than it is the movement. I'm sure that's going to help. I don't think it'll be. I don't think there'll be a huge disconnect. Yeah, and the games being segregated too. That part kind of annoys me because there's games that only work on Oculus. There are games that only work mm-hmm. on Vive. There are games that apparently work on both. Because you said that this faded, they asked, mm-hmm. you know, if you had something. Yes. So that must mean that they're at least the tech. You know, from the coding side, Except seems to be a lot of developers are having problems with that though. Because they're so, it's almost like Xbox and PS4. The coding is so unique that they're having difficulty with that. Yeah. Again, well, I'll hold off and wait. I I do keep hearing a lot of things about the Vive being the better of the systems, but I don't see a whole lot of games. I see a lot more marketing for Oculus games than I see for the Vive games. Mm Mm-hmm. And actually, yesterday I was was I was on. No, it wasn't yesterday because I was driving yesterday. So it had to be uh, the day before, whatever that was, Sunday, Monday, whatever it was. <clears throat> I was on Steam, and I actually saw a game. I was like, oh, that looks really cool. And I went to go click on it, and actually Steam put up a nice big banner across the bottom. It was like, this is a VR game. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so it's starting to filter in. I mean, yeah. and Steam is more, isn't, I think Steam's more Oculus-driven. You know, they're doing Steam VR, but. Yeah, that's that's I'm, five. I'm wait. I'm waiting for this all to shake out. I really want. Yeah, Steam VR is five. Five, yeah. Yeah. But I'm really waiting because at some point there's going to be a le- there's going to be a it's going to be like 
the whole Apple and Android thing or the Sony slash Microsoft thing. You're going to have one that's clearly the preferred one for developers and one that developers will just add on. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's, I don't know. There's still so many questions, so many things that are just up in the air yet. But it's new, and it apparently is not like 3D TVs where <laughs> that lasted all of yeah. six months. Right, that was my other concern was, was, was the 3D thing. Like, you know, I have a 3DS, but that 3D stays off. And since I have the new 3DS, which actually, you know, will track with your face so that you can, you don't have to keep it in that sweet spot, which is what I hated with the original. Um, so I tried some of the new th the 3D on it with uh, Hyrule Warriors Legends. I could only take it for about a few minutes. I started noticing I was getting eye strain and a headache. Yeah. So. But you said on this one you went, well, like 20 minutes? At least. Before. So it must and, it, and, But it did, never bothered my eyes. I never had a headache. My eyes didn't feel strained. So. so must be the completely being enclosed, cutting off. It could be. Else. It could be. So therefore you don't have the your peripheral. Yeah taking you off which is part of the problem with like the blue light and computers as, as it is that because you have the blue light coming in this way but then you have like the regular light all around which is why the uh, gunners help with you know the yeah. streaming uh filtering out the blue light to help relax your eyes that way you're only seeing one type of light all around man crazy it's it'll be interesting to see where this is at in a year actually Yes, yes. Especially after we start getting the PlayStation VR to see how well that works. Again, when that comes out, just expect a bunch of tech demos because developers still have to wrap right. their heads around that. Well, by the time that I decided maybe I should give PlayStation VR a chance and I went over there to see how long um, the wait was. And turns out you have to make an appointment the day before by scanning in a QR code and booking the time for for the next day. And this was like Saturday at 3, and I was leaving Sunday morning, so it's like, well, this is not going to happen. Um, but they didn't have anything too spectacular. They, they had what... They had Job Simulator, you know? Yeah. Which, like, my friend Emily played that. I was like, well, how was that? She goes, well, I was a mechanic. And she said it was pretty cool that you actually have, like, you know, your... Because you you're using the move. Yeah. So you have your hands in there. She's like, you can actually see, like, you know, your mechanic hands and what you're doing and... She said it was really, really neat. But, I mean, still, it looks neat, but that's a tech demo. Mm -hmm. Again, Carrie, these are the games that you can play. You won't get Vertigo f by filing papers. That is true. I won't, but I think that what Faded has to offer is a much better experience. You don't, you don't, you really don't want to file papers and type up spreadsheets and faxes. Can you send a fax? Can you send a fax? Do people even know what faxes are anymore? <laughs> okay, so I'm playing this game right now, Kathy Rain, which releases tomorrow actually, when this when this uh posts and it's a it's a point and click adventure and it's set in the retro style. Like they're telling me at PAX East that you can actually play this on a CRT TV because it looks because that's how retro it looks. Like this looks like, you know, we're talking like King's Quest of the early 90s, all right? And this takes place in 1995. So you have all this older technology, so you see, it's not like you can just go to the internet and, you know, look up something and move on. So I had to make a phone call. I was like, why is this thing not letting me make phone calls? I'm sitting here dialing, and I realized I had to take a phone off the hook. And then it would let you make a phone call. How quickly you forget, Carrie. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, how long has it been? Because I've had cordless phones, you know, forever. I mean, since the 90s, I'm always people don't have cordless phones and you could just dial it in and then you turn it on, but you never have to really take it off the hook. So, yeah, it was like a corded phone. Yep. Oh, dot matrix printers. <laughs> oh, God, the good old days. Yeah, and like you would have really enjoyed it because I had to like hack in to the uh, college network to uh, open up a port to this one guy's room because he got locked out by the system admin and you know I had to use a three and a half floppy to you know be able to get, get this guy's uh, admin password to be able to do that and 
Like, okay, I don't know if this was that simple back then, but it might have been. I have no idea. Uh, some of it was, yeah, actually. <laughs> oh, the good old days. Right. Oh, man. See, that game in virtual reality, that'd be great. Oh, my God, having no. To, having, to like... pick, having to pick up the phone and then use the rotary dial. Okay, oh, no. oh the, the fun times of sitting there. And you always hated it. And you hated it when they had that fucking zero because you're like, God, fucking, fucking two of them. No, just because of the graphics in this, no, because that would be like someone threw up Technicolor on your eyes. Because oh my god. Oh, we'll update it. I mean, we'll make it 3D. But well, you know, it does sound like there are. There's probably some games that you could handle. Maybe not horses careening off a cliff. Yes, that is true. Uh, you could probably handle Tetris as long as you weren't at the top throwing the pieces. Looking down? Yeah, Looking no. Down. <laughs> or Dr. Mario throwing the pills. That's actually a better one because Dr. Mario sits up in the upper right-hand corner and he chucks the yeah. pills. Uh, I don't think Nintendo's going to embrace virtual reality anytime soon. And when they do, it'll be too late. Yeah, pretty much. Unless... Actually, we don't know what Nintendo is doing, so it really doesn't matter. They're, they probably won't even See, be around. I couldn't do Zelda in VR. Oh my gosh, having to leap over stuff and getting eaten by a, uh, the like-like plant below? No. That'd <laughs> just be terrifying. You could do Party Hard, I bet you. Not not from the top-down part, but can you imagine <laughs> that? You just walk up and just stab people, and then you got to haul them off. Oh, that'd be so good. Haul ass from the police? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think if there's actually any games out that are out right now that you that wouldn't trigger Vertigo. Aside from Job Simulator. So, aside from uh, you could play Farming Simulator. You could play Stardew Valley. Yeah, you could do Stardew. Actually, you could probably do a lot of the retro games. Uh, Enter the Gungeon, Binding of Isaac. Although you'd probably hate that one because that would just be. Although no, because you fly in that one, so. You can you can get flight, so probably not that one. Hmm. This is a this would be a good uh, uh, contest at some point. If you ever have something to give away, they have to recommend a game that they think you could handle in VR. Okay. That wouldn't trigger with the stipulation. You know, it can't trigger the vertigo. And then whoever comes up with the best one that you think you'd play, they get they get a prize, whatever code you're giving away or guide that's going away that day. That's an idea. Just I don't have VR to experiment with, but you know it's still an idea. Yeah. Oh, if they made Starbucks the game, you could be all over that. Oh my god, that'd be so boring. I don't want to make people coffee. <laughs> I just want to drink coffee. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, enough of the VR. Now that we've established the fact that I'm waiting, I'm skeptical. I'm still skeptical about it, but it's I think it'd be different when you try it. Yeah. But I'm not going to spend six hundred dollars to try it. So no, but apparently your brother <laughs> yeah, is going well. to. So just borrow his. Yeah, I could probably do that. But then I have to drive to Matt or Milwaukee to try that out. Well, you'll be you'll be there eventually. Yeah, I'll be there in like two weeks when I'm working on the truck. <laughs> See, although uh, he probably he won't may have, have his. his. <laughs> he <laughs> may have his. He no, may he, not. He pre-ordered it. Hopefully he gets smart and just cancels it and goes to Best Buy and picks it up. That's actually what Oculus is telling people to do. Oh, my God. Like, why do you know how to do business? <laughs> <sighs> they obviously didn't get the memo on how to properly handle pre-orders. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, and with that fun bit of news, Carrie, what have you been playing? Well, aside from Kathy Rain... I've been playing more of Hyrule Warriors Legends, and I'm still blown away with just how different, how just the changes that they've done. Like, one other thing, like I keep forgetting to mention, is that they've uh, added warp points to the map. So, like, there's like an owl statue, and if you activate it, you can warp to to that point at any time using using the ocarina. Do you know how much easier that is when they're like, this base is about to fall? Oh, just freaking warp there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. This almost makes me want a new 3DS just to play this, because that was fun on the You don't have to have a new 3DS. <laughs> yeah, but you said it has performance issues on old Apparently games. it does. I don't so. know. So I've I mean, heard that it does. I mean, there's... And, and I want, you know... Uh, uh, 
uh, yeah, that game. That's <laughs> I told you I'm not with it today. There's two games mm. that I want on the new 3DS, so... Oh, you want Xenoblade Chronicles? Yeah, that's it. Well, why? Because it's just coming out on the Wii U soon. Well, because I don't take my Wii U with me everywhere I go. I take I take my 3DS everywhere. It doesn't mean I take it out. I do bring it everywhere, but it doesn't mean it gets... I should probably patch it, actually. And my Vita. Both of those are probably long overdue for patches. All right, so... Warp points. Nice. Yes warp points and I like that you can switch to the characters at any point in time so like again you hear that one one uh, Keith is in trouble you can look at your map oh look Sheik is over there I'm now Sheik you can take care of this problem nice. yeah just yeah so, so many little things like that and because you can switch the characters because what always happened in the first one was that there were specific chests for characters so you'd have to mm -hmm. replay it mm -hmm. Now, if you open up and find a chest that's only for this character, well, because the chest would never even appear. But now if you find a chest that's not for your character that you're playing, it'll say who it's for. You can just switch to that character and go right over there and open open up that chest. So the only reason to come back is to get those stupid gold Skulltolas, which is like the worst idea ever. Those goddamn things. <laughs> but... No, and the... The extra adventures that they added in for Linkle, even though she has the dumbest name ever. Stupid. She's pretty amazing. I, I really, really like really like her. Really like what they've done. Just seriously, like, it's the worst name ever. And I've read the Hunger Games books, and I thought those were the worst names ever. <laughs> those are pretty bad. When names like Peta and Katniss are better than Linkle, you know, you, you know, you got a problem. I don't know. Catnip is kind of really... I mean, Katniss is really... Uh, Linkle sounds too much like Dinklebot from Destiny, so... It sounds like Tinkle. That's all I think about. I look at her. And Wrinkle. Yes, yeah, a lot of people said... Yeah, it's just... No, there's so many it's, other it's, things that you could do besides calling her Linkle. Yep, that there is. Oh, wow. In fact, in my Monday Gaming Diary, I actually listed a whole bunch of other names... That have Link in it that could have been used aside from Linkle. Again, on another episode of Nintendo, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, uh, we could have a whole episode on Nintendo sucks at naming things. <laughs> like, we thought Apple sucked at naming things. Well, they both suck at naming yeah, things. They both suck. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I, th I think they're fighting for who has the worst naming schemes around. Because Apple's really, really... The only way you know if you're getting a new Apple device is by the cost. If it costs more than the other Apple device you're looking at, then you know you got the newest generation. That is true. <laughs> That's the only way at this point. I mean, you got the iPhone SE now. Is it, does it cost more than the iPhone 6? Yep. Okay, that must be the newest one. Oh, whatever. Anything else you've been playing, Carrie? Um, of course, I've been playing a little bit of Party Hard, and I've been playing a lot of stories, The Path of Destinies. I have unlocked every single story. And I am one trophy away from platinuming the game. Unfortunately, that trophy is to unlock all of the uh, abilities, which you get by leveling up, and I have seven to go. So that means we're playing some story at least seven times. Holy shit. Wow. But I'm determined at this point. <laughs> Just one trophy hey, to hey, go. Hey, you ground out all that gold in, Di in Diablo 3. You can do this. Right, this shouldn't take me near as long as with Diablo 3 did. And of course, like Diablo 3, the Ultimate Evil Edition will take me long because it was, it was like 500 bounties you have to do for one trophy. Oh, man, I miss I should play that game. I should actually play that game. <laughs> I miss it too, but you, I miss so many things. I miss Division, I miss other things, and I got like three other games I, I need to review and... You know, then Uncharted 4 is going to come next week, which I will, you know, gladly, like, have the collector's edition and be like, yay, and then never find time to play it because I have so many other things to do. I think Doom releases the same day because I got that pre-order. No. No? Is it, it releases, the week after? It, no, it releases the same week, but Doom, for some reason, is releasing on the 13th. Hmm. So it'll just be later in the week, not the same day. Oh, because it's Friday the 13th, which if people... I'm glad I just dropped that. You have a nice little calendar show up. If it releases on the 13th, it's Friday the 13th. So that would make sense. That's why they probably Okay. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, 
Well then, let's see. I have also played more Party Hard. I am stuck in Miami because that stage fucking can kiss my ass. I get so close. I have I gotten down to 10 people because I had that panda that you just throw people in and the panda like <laughs> rips them apart and eats them and then takes a nap. So I, and it's great because like you can just chuck people in there and nobody cares. It's they're just like, oh, oh. Like they, they don't react because yeah. if you throw them into a grill, they kind of react to that. Oh, yeah. Oh, and you can, you can throw them off the building in the casino. Was it the casino or no, it was the no. Neon, neon Dance Club. Okay. The neon party. You can throw them off the top of the building. And uh, nobody really cared either. It was just all suddenly the person just fell to their death, apparently. I don't know. But that RNG, man, it sucks because that panda shows up every... I've actually had Miami show up with nothing. Like, I had to physically run around and try killing people. Legit. I I had that with Casino a couple of times. Like, the the item I got was the change of clothes. Yep. And... The idea, I couldn't poison the people that were in the hot tub. No bombs. Like, okay, there was the car, which I think is the only way you can kill the bouncer yeah. to begin with. But that was it. Yeah. Yeah, in Miami, there's, I've had it once where there's nothing. I've had it once where I've had food that I could poison and a change of clothes. The panda is just the best, though, because the panda shows up right pretty much in the middle, and you just... Oh, they also they have a uh, a stage where a bunch of people are rocking out with this dangling electrical cord. Yeah, you can yeah. Just, you can just sit up there and whip the electrical cord. Nobody cares. Nobody will call a cop on you for that one either. I think in the casino, like there's that band on stage, and yeah. there's something dangling there that you just like you can just yeah. smack it into people. No, they care about that. Right. Uh, it's yeah. something dangling from the stage. Yeah, this in Miami, I haven't had them actually care. So. <laughs> I love I love the panda though because the bouncers like when they start chasing you around you can just throw them in the throw the bouncer into the panda ends that whole bouncer struggle. But party hard is so good. I love that game is so much fun. I'm I'm glad you shot that off to me. <laughs> uh, let's see. Played more Borderlands two. Just I'm actually enjoying it this time around. So let's see how long that lasts. Uh, oh, I checked out Street Fighter V again. I downloaded the six and a half gigs that it took to patch that thing. Tried out Guile. Guile's actually pretty fun. Uh, he is a charge character still. So unlike Vega, who lost the charging thing, he's still charge. Uh, has this really weird sonic boom thing where it just sits there and spins. So it's been pretty interesting to uh, get used to. Uh, I did look at the uh, Funny Money store. And... Some of that stuff, like, it seems $70,000, 70,000 FM is the highest it goes. Uh, character costumes, I, I think, range anywhere from uh, 1,000 to 5,000 mm-hmm. uh, for character colors and costumes. And so, and it's, I looked at how you earn it. So you can earn FM from playing the story mode. So you, I guess you only get it to earn it once per character so you just beat the game with all the characters you beat this story mode with all the characters and you earn some that way the rest is either play online or do the survival one over and over because mm-hmm. you can you can grind up money that way so and I think because I'm at 20 20,000 FM and I've done the survive I've only really done the survival stuff well I'm, there you go so you'll be able to buy Guile when he goes away <laughs> yeah yeah, I still need to buy Alex, too, because Alex is going to go away, because he was a freebie one, too. Oh, that's right. <sighs> Fucking Capcom. And next year, there'll be a Street Fighter V, the Ultimate Edition, which all this shit will be included. Assholes. I think the story mode's coming out next month. Hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully a real story. I, you know, if, if they would include an arcade mode, too, that'd be great at the same time. I want an arcade mode. That's what yeah. I really want. I would rather grind out arcade mode for fight money than the survival thing because at least you don't have to do just ranked matches though yeah there is that that was one thing i was really concerned about so that goes away anyway so there's your street fighter 5 update thanks a lot capcom uh battleborn released yesterday and i promptly got home from nebraska and turned on my ps4 and got that downloaded and played that last night and it was it's so much fun 
Yeah, just, Blake was texting me last night with how great it was. Oh, it's so much fun. And the differences from the beta to, to now. So if people play the open beta, I mean, you got a couple stages. You got the first two stages, but not really the first two stages because there's a prologue now, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, is, there's a definite noticeable change, and they've, they've fixed up some of the characters. I actually saw some people playing the elf lady because apparently she doesn't suck ass anymore. Uh, the character I play is the, I forget his name, but he's the mushroom top guy. He's basically a healer. He actually felt a little bit more, a little stronger, like he got some buffs. Uh, I didn't die, but I think that's because I've played that first stage so many freaking times during the beta that uh, I just kind of knew what I was doing. But yeah, it's a good time. It's a really, really good time. Uh, I've heard from two streamers, because I was watching streamers, obviously, and uh, apparently there are people that, when they're playing the multiplayer game, will just leave. So they have rage quitters there, and there's, I guess there's no punishment in system system in place for people that just leave. So, especially on a team-based game like that, you, having party members just all suddenly disappear because you're losing really hinders that that is there like rankings or something that it matters not really i mean you gain levels you gain gain levels and gear so okay okay you know what publishers developers if you're gonna come out with a game that's multiplayer i don't care if they're what rewards there are you gotta come up you gotta have a system in place for rage quitters yeah so some people say they don't know because apparently it's taken uh because the game obviously just came out, some of the queue times to play online games, unless you've actually got a group of friends that you can play with, Mm -hmm. uh, finding online matches has taken upwards of 20 minutes to find an actual online kind of battle. So, Well, I mean, I'm not not trying to defend Gearbox, but um, I guess in their defense... I mean, it is brand new. Which is not even a defense. This is their first time to do a multiplayer thing, so they're probably still getting, getting the matchmaking kinks out but at the same time seriously you're going to have a game like this you need yeah you need to have this stuff down pat so that's why they were the people that i was watching all they've been doing is running the story mode because apparently just trying to get one of the online matches to go is so borked at the current moment so who knows but either way the stuff i've been playing so far has just been stupidly fun it's been so enjoyable i'm glad i got this game so and another fun game, this was uh, on Steam, Off-World Trading Company, which is uh, published by Stardock, and I forget who, uh, who made it, but it's it's classic Stardock game. Uh, it's basically a spreadsheet pusher, if you want to call it that. <laughs> um, you basically, you're colonizing, uh, you're colonizing Mars, and you're basically there to make money. That's your whole goal. And uh, so you do things like you create farms that way you can sell off your food and you generate energy and sell that off glass. And there's two different types of, um, you can also get like a research facility, which then generates chemicals and drugs and a lot. And the whole point is to just amass millions and buy out your competition. So, and there's like little warfares that happen. So you can send off, uh, you can send hackers off to them. You can hack the stock prices uh, or the prices of, of materials so like during the tutorial they're like well let's just jack up the price of food okay why not so you do that with your hackers and uh you can nuke people send off an emp but it's all very it's it's a it's all strategy based so there's a whole base building aspect to it too where you're trying to make sure that you're like if you put similar like if you put two two farms by each other those farms all suddenly produce 50 percent more if you drop a third farm in there, all of a sudden you got 75% bonus. Drop a fourth farm, you know. So you're trying to do all that. Uh, you got to figure out the best way to manage your energy costs and resources and fuel. And when you're trying to establish where you're going to set up your base of operations, you know, do you want to build faster? Do you want a more balanced area? So you got to scan the moon. And you have all of this is getting time because the faster you can set down, Less you have to worry about your competition because your competition is also doing the same thing. So you, oh, could be, wow. you could be scouting the area and all of a sudden somebody sets up a base and you're like, shit. So there's a there's a sense of urgency just even evaluating, you know, your setup. It's just and it's the humor in it is is it's pretty good. So 
it's so much fun. I think it was it's like a fifteen twenty dollar game. I think mm-hmm. on Steam. So and it's just yeah, it's a good time. It's classic Stardock. I mean, Stardock does uh, uh, some other space games where it's. I mean, you're doing a lot of number crunching and spreadsheet pushing and all that jazz. So overall, if you like any of the other Stardock games, you're you're gonna enjoy this one because it is definitely a good time, especially when you can buy somebody out. That feeling of, yeah, yeah, I just took you over, bitch. Oh. And then they buy you out, and you're like, fuck this game. So. Oh, good times. Oh. With that, Carrie, take us home. Okay. Oh. Oh, I, can't, I can't even think either. So <laughs> we do thank you for tuning in and listening to us and or watching us. Uh, we greatly appreciate all of that. Uh, Chris will have his Dark Souls 3 strategy guide review up. Maybe by the time this is put up, you'll have a final take. Maybe. Hopefully. I'm going to have yes. some lunch. I'm going to have some lunch and see if that can cure okay. the sluggish okay. shit brain. Well, hopefully, hopefully that will be up. You can follow all of us on Twitter. Chris is at Starvin. I am at Crunchy Chocobo. And the site is at Strategy Reviews. Uh, and of course, so we ask that you keep on reading, reading the site as much as we put out content. We always put everything up on Twitter and Facebook, so you don't have to keep hitting the site every day. Although it'd be great if you did, you know, analytics likes that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, analytics. And with that, and, oh, go ahead. Say, well, and uh, I'm going to be posting my first official episode of Carrie Sucks at Games. I'm going to do that this afternoon. I'm taking Chris's advice or his drunken suggestion at the book of the month club last week and i'm going to try my goal is for every wednesday at two o'clock at, to stream to stream some game like right now i'm trying to decide between party hard and stories the path of destinies so we'll see well, how, how if you did goes. stories you could actually start working on you know making that seven to six well the, uh except that I don't know. I'm trying to decide what 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 I want to do with that because maybe because my idea was I could have viewers like make the decisions. Oh. But the thing is, without starting over from the beginning, when you learn certain truths, it may oh. affect what decisions they make. So I don't know. Sounds like party hard. Go poison some food. Poison the food. I still haven't gotten through that damn casino, man. Oh, uh, okay. Well, with that, Chris has his usual reminder. Yes. With that, we like to remind you, if you're going to break up with somebody, make sure you do it via, via stream it. Just stream that shit. Everybody loves to see it. it. Everybody loves God. it. Put it under creative. It'll be great. Or you could just not be a dick and just don't do that on the internet. Or a real person. Don't, don't do it in real life either. Just, just don't be a dick. Just don't be a dick. And with that, we're out. Peace. <laughs>